Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Not often you get a very humble Jerry Jones after what was a big win for the Cowboys yesterday. Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Right here on CBS Sports Radio, it was a shellacking. I was totally wrong about this. I thought Cowboys, this could be a trap game you know, against the Rams, those, those Rams that are maybe a yeah. little better than we thought. Maybe I thought the Cowboys would be looking ahead to that Eagles game next week to try to make a, you know, where they need to make a big statement. But no, it was a total butt whooping by the Cowboys. This thing was never in doubt. Yeah, we know the Cowboys can be bad teams. This means nothing. They were 5-2 and two last year. They're 5-2 and two this year. We've seen this movie. I'm so sorry. I'm one of those guys who's just show me in the playoffs or I don't even care right now with the Cowboys. Yeah, you could blow out a terrible team. It means nothing to me right now. The, they could beat the Eagles this week. Show me in the playoffs. They, they're they good at this kind of game where the game gets out of control and they can get rush to the passer, get turnovers. We saw it early in the season against the Giants. Once they get going downhill defensively, they're unstoppable, but it has not translated to playoff success. So I'm not I'm not reordering the entire NFC because of what I saw on Sunday. Okay, I thought it was impressive, but the one thing that might end up happening is Jerry Jones has been very adamant about, well, actually, he's been kind of mixed about the trade deadline, right? About, oh, well, if you're going to make a trade, you're going to have to call us. We're not out there making calls. When I think a lot of people before, at least before yesterday for sure, would have said, you probably could stand to use an extra receiver, right? It seemed like maybe yeah. another weapon for Dak Prescott could have been a good move. But you have CeeDee Lamb goes off for 12 catches and 158 yards and two touchdowns yesterday. Brandon Cooks adds a touchdown. Ferguson with a touchdown. Like, this might lull the Cowboys to sleep thinking, we're okay here. We don't need to add another receiver. And I think that would be a mistake. Yes, you had a very nice win yesterday, but... I wouldn't go ahead thinking you can sit on your laurels here, rest on them rather, because if you really want to win a Super Bowl and change all this narrative of, you know, the Cowboys can't win in the postseason, you probably need someone else. Yeah, I mean, they've always needed more help for CeeDee Lamb. I think the running back is where they need to go. I still think they should go Derrick Henry. Because think about it, they're going to play San Francisco in the second round because that's what happens. Of course. If San Francisco, (laughs) if you can't threaten San Francisco with any run game, then you're in big trouble. And I don't think Pollard is... Uh, consistent first down back. I mean, in the the game before against the Chargers, Pollard couldn't do anything. Dak was their only runner. So I I think that they do need to add something 
beating the Rams is nice. We'll see against Philly. I think Philly's been kind of vulnerable on defense. They could be okay. But in the playoffs, whatever the formula you need really to control the game on the ground, they don't have to me. And their offensive line keeps going in and out. Yep. Here's the problem. Everybody needs the same thing. They need cornerbacks and offensive linemen. Do you know of any that are available, Maggie? Do you have any hidden somewhere? You know, a couple up my sleeve? No. Uh, it's really hard to get those two positions specifically, especially at the trade deadline. Meanwhile, though, you said Derrick Henry. I don't think he's getting traded. I don't yeah, know. I know. Yesterday, I think Will, you're right. Le- Will Levis comes out of nowhere to throw four touchdowns, and many of them, three out of the four, were like explosive plays. Talking like over, you know, 30, 40 yards on these touchdown passes to DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. Look good for both Hopkins and Henry, two guys who thought might be available at the trade deadline. Now, Will Levis, does this breathe new life here into the tight? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, for all the teams that have penciled in both of those players, Hopkins and Henry. I mean, Henry's a weird one, too, because you got to build your offense around him, give him a lot of carries. But I think Dallas would have been the perfect fit because they need some way to control the clock against the good teams and let their defense just go to work. Because Micah Parsons, when if you unleash him with a lead, forget it. I I am with you. I, I think Jerry should be more aggressive. I hope that they don't read too much into this win. Because once the Rams fell behind early, they, they they you know they did come back to make it a little more respectable, but that wasn't a real game. That that didn't show me anything. This is not what you want, and I know that it ended up being successful. But you really don't want your thirty. How old's Matthew Stafford? Thirty five. I think he is thirty five. Thirty five years old, calling Philly special. For Matthew Stafford, who already has a bad thumb, and he has to lay out basically to get the was it the touch on the two point conversion? It was it was two, two point, point conversion. conversion. By the way, it was a great. It was amazing play by Stafford. Play. <laughs> but you definitely don't want your quarterback out there taking unnecessary just hits to the ground. It wasn't even that he was hit by a defender. He just like he landed like a pile of bricks. But that is a team who is at a crossroads. Because Aaron Donald's getting old, he still is amazing. And Stafford's getting old. Is there any future there at all? Well, you thought with Nakua and with Cooper Cup coming back that it was like, all right, we're back to this really good offense. Yeah. Maybe the Rams have something, but they don't. Meanwhile, back to the Cowboys. Here's Jerry Jones. Can we hear from Jones? Uh, Cowboys likely going to be standing pat here at the deadline. It's fair, accurate to say um, um, uh, it uh, doesn't look like we'll be doing anything, but uh, uh, we've done it in a shorter notice than what we're dealing with here. So bottom line is uh, to give you the best bit, it doesn't look like that uh, we'll be doing anything. I mean, unless this is an all-time head fake from Jerry, it kind of sounds like they're rolling with what they have. So I don't know. I think Cowboy fans, you're excited about what you saw yesterday, DAC four touchdowns. But at the same time, you know you're probably going to need another weapon. Here was another thing that Jerry Jones said yesterday. He was asked about the Eagles. That's the next opponent for the Cowboys. Obviously, big NFC East matchup. Didn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to poke the bear. You are too early to talk about next week's showdown against the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Let's, don't, uh, let's soak this one up. <laughs> you want to wait. I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. Spanking himself. Yeah, I think the Eagles are itching to lose a game, so I think Cowboys should feel a lot of confidence going into this game. The Eagles, they're getting a, they're getting a little wobbly. Their defense all of a sudden is very, very vulnerable, and Jalen Hurts is limping around. This has meaningless Cowboys win written all over it, and I, that sounds way too harsh, but I think the Cowboys could win this game in Philly, and everyone's going to read into that. But it's a long season again. Show this is terrible. Show me in the playoffs. 
That's the thing with Dak Prescott's in a no-win situation. He has a great game like that. I think twenty-five more, for thirty-one yeah. for three hundred four yards and four touchdowns. Profs like show me in the playoffs. But I, I mean, think I'm in the overwhelming <laughs> majority that people see. I, I heard it described this way: Dak Prescott's in a no-win situation because when he wins a big game. It's a show me in the playoffs. When he loses, like, oh, same old Dak. So it only matters if they lose. When they win, it's meaningless because they've been disappointing. Uh, I don't trust. I just don't see anything different about this Cowboys team. It feels like we're watching the same movie as last year, almost exactly the same. Uh, I thought that maybe the defense was going to be a tick better, but then they lost Trey Diggs, although Deron Bland had a pick six yesterday, so he's been filling in very well. Maybe they don't have any issues there. I thought the defense was going to be a tick better. I'm not so sure that's the problem. Big issue is their offensive linemen keep coming in and out. Again, same as last year. Yeah, but to be honest and to be fair for the Cowboys, like they've weathered offensive line issues in the past. Oh, don't like, don't go there, Maggie. I'm giving them I'm giving them a compliment. I, they've weathered these offensive line issues. They just have a lot of talent. Even guys who are backups who are coming in are good. Yeah, that's funny. They uh, did they weather it when Nick Bosa terrorized Dak Prescott well, in the playoffs. Except for that like, game, but then, you know what? Here's I just think that the, game, the in and out and the in and out. They like, can't have a different offensive line for 16 straight weeks. I'm telling you that Cowboy 49er game, as it gets more and more in the rear view, and we see that the 49ers have lost three straight. They've started to stumble a little bit. They're dealing with their own injuries and stuff. I think that game becomes less and less important and less and less of a game you can point back and say, that's the gap between these two teams. Because I just don't think it's true. I no, think, I was talking about last year's game. Sorry. Uh, well, La- the, the last, last year they had the same. Game, they were all, those were all tight games. Those were all one-score games. But they kept they kept having linemen come in at the end of the season, and they had a new line against San Francisco in the playoffs, and they just could not handle them at all. So I, you're right. I'm not talking about 42-10. I'm saying it's the same exact se- literally almost to the T, the same exact season as last year. And if they can't get their offensive line stable, this is not a, a formula for long-term success. I worry about the Cowboys' big picture here. I just think that they're setting up to be the number three seed or whatever, have a really hard second-round matchup, and everyone's going to kill McCarthy again. Listen, I think the 49ers – listen – they look vulnerable right now. That defense is not the ferocious defense that we saw in the first five games of the year where it was like they couldn't be beat. It was offense, defense, special teams, coaching. Like the 49ers had you at every turn. They were smarter than you. They were better than you. They were more dominant. That's not the team now. But they get the best left tackle in football back, and they got arguably the most versatile wide receiver back after the bye. Okay, but what, the defense still giving up 400 yards a game. And you're going to play good quarterbacks when it when it gets down to crunch time in the postseason. And you saw what Joe Burrow absolutely sliced and diced him yesterday. And Kirk Cousins sliced and diced him a week ago. If I made you make a bet right now, Cowboys or Niners in that second round game, who do you have this year? I think that the Cowboys have a shot this year. And again, I think it's that 42 to 10 made people think that there was this huge gap in between those two teams. I think it turns out that the 49ers were just playing the best game they could possibly play in that game. And I think they might have peaked a little too early. That was like the best that a team could play. And the Cowboys played terribly, even though the defense wasn't that bad. They gave up 42 points. So what are you going to say? I think it was just like that was one day. I don't think that was indicative of where they actually are. Was that an answer? They're not light years ahead. They're not. No, who do you got? Cowboys or Niners? I'll take the Cowboys. They're my Super Bowl pick. Okay. So I got to ride with them. I do think to point out something that Perloff said earlier about the Cowboys' offensive line, and he pointed to this tweet when we were talking yesterday. Yeah. Jerry Jones has said um, he believes they have, quote, some good depth on the offensive line, but then added, 
if you really looked at our team right now, the biggest need is depth in the offensive line. <laughs> he then said everybody in the league is looking for a starting offensive lineman. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, also, I think a decent quarter, cornerback could fix so many different teams, but I guess you can't get them. It's funny. Your Buffalo Bills need a linebacker. They uh, that, they're the only team that needs weeks. a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of real needs with the Super Bowl contenders coming to Tuesday, but we haven't seen that much action yet. Love to hear from the Cowboy fans at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. How you're playing since the bye, and also combined with the 49ers on this three-game skid, are you starting to believe maybe the gap isn't so big between those two teams? 855 212 for CBS. Coming up, we do have some incredible sound we have to get to you. Um, one player just unloading on the referees. Unloading. Does he have a point? This guy's getting fined. <laughs> you know the moment you say this stuff, it's like, I, I'm going to part with 30 grand this week. And I'm okay with that. That's how frustrated I am. We're going to play that for you in just a minute. Plus, the one stat that just blew us away. We do all of that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff is on CBS Sports Radio. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Maybe it's because it was 1 o'clock and the Cowboys never play at 1 o'clock. I just can't read anything into their win over the, the Rams. The Rams, to me, have given up. And you could see that on Sunday. Did their body language say we're in it to win it? Not for one second to me. Cowboys have a big game coming up against the Eagles. Not buying it. Not buying it yet. I say they go 12-5, and five, lose in the second round. And I feel like that's a very safe bet. If you look at the history of the Cowboys, <laughs> yes. that feels right to me. Well, I, I think that has a little bit more to do with the 49ers. If they do meet the 49ers in the second round, which feels like... You <laughs> Inevitable. Know, yeah, this is like what the league schedules <laughs> yeah. every year for like the third week in January or second week. But I think that the 49ers look vulnerable. So maybe if you're the Cowboys, I know they played each other and the 49ers smoked them. But I think you look at that now with a couple weeks now of it, it being in the rear view and it it's not that the 49ers are that much better than the Cowboys. They were that much better on that day. I don't think there's as big a gap between these two teams as maybe other people do. Let's go to Tawan. He's in Ohio. Tawan, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Maggie. Hey, I just wanted to uh, say that even though it was pretty much a blowout, but, you know, sometimes – games get going in the flow of the game and uh, once things start rolling, they fall downhill, they go downhill, just like yesterday when the Cowboys played the Rams. You know, this happened and that happened and then next thing you know, it's a blowout. Doesn't mean those teams are that far apart from each other. Uh, especially the way that I've been seeing how the 49ers have been playing the last few weeks. Uh, I know everything, you know, falls back on Dak and uh, how that plays is how the Cowboys go. But uh, to have a team like the 49ers lose three in a row, uh, I know a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, calm down, calm down. But at some point, you got to start to push the panic button a little bit. Yeah. And three in a row seems like a perfect time that that panic button, you know, you may be getting closer and closer to it. Well, Tawan, it's uh, they go into their bye week. I'm with you. They go into their bye week now. The Ford, thank you for the phone call. They go into their bye week now. The 49ers do probably comes at the perfect time for them, so they can regroup a little bit. Because you know, you're right. 
they look vulnerable to me now. This is not the world beater team that we start that that we saw this uh, start the season five and zero. Yeah, I just think you have to look back two years ago. The Niners came in came into Dallas, uh, heavy underdog, and just really beat them down in that playoff game. I don't care about the forty two ten game. I care about the two playoff games where the Niners defense is just stymied whatever Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy are trying to do. And I don't, I just don't see what's different. It feels like the Cowboys are on repeat. Very, very good regular season. I, I'm not sure. Maybe Micah Parsons is a difference. Maybe what you picked them to win the Super Bowl. What was yeah. the special sauce in your mind? I, I'm not saying that it was obviously it's a good pick. They're going to win double digit games, but what's to make this year any different? I thought they actually were going to have a commitment to running the ball. The a little bit more of that Texas Coast offense or whatever was going to take a little bit of the pressure off of Dak Prescott to have to be Superman all the time, but they do need him to run a little bit if they're going to be successful. And I thought the defense was going to take a little tick up. I'm not so sure if any of that is going to happen, but I do know that the 49ers do look vulnerable on the other side. Now, they have time to figure this out. Uh, San Francisco does, but I like this sort of jumbled up NFC for the Cowboys maybe a little bit more than you do. We told you there was some amazing sound that you have to hear from yesterday. So this comes courtesy of the Steelers-Jacksonville game. Perloff Pittsburgh loses to the Jacksonville Jags at home. Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver for the Steelers, was not happy with the officiating, and he didn't hold back. They was calling some stupid stuff. Like, they should get fined for calling back, back making worse terrible calls and stuff like that. Like, that's how pissed I am, like, because they cost us the game. I don't care what nobody say. They cost us the game. Cost us the game. They should be fined, which would be something if the officials could get fined for bad calls. So a couple things that he's probably talking about here. Uh, there was a pass interference call against James Pierre on a third and seven on a drive that led to a field goal. Scoring was kind of at a premium in this game. There was no roughing the passer call on a hit on Kenny Pickett that forced him out of the game. Um, and this is the one that I think he's talking about doesn't make a lot of sense. Isaac Samalu is an offensive guard. He got called on an offsides on a field goal. Yeah, <laughs> It is rare when you see a guard get called offsides that his head apparently was in the neutral zone, but the internet is sleuth. Uh, that was not really true. Yeah, I totally disagree with Deontay Johnson. There is, if you watch that game, there is no way Mitch Trubisky was going to win that game. I've never seen... A backup quarterback throw into triple coverage more in my entire life. <laughs> so the Jags are up seventeen. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, well, no, I haven't actually. But <laughs> I, I, it was there's just no way. The Trubisky was not winning that game when it, the Jags got up seventeen three. They might as well just stop right there. The Kenny Pickett probably would have won that game because that's what the Steelers do. They hang around. They hang around. But the Jags kind of kept them a little bit close. There was no way in a million years Trubisky was winning that. He just was not on point at all yesterday. Uh, yes. I mean, Trubisky obviously is terrible, but here is the current state of the Steelers' offense. Uh, this one is from Mike DeFabo, like really just put this all out here on Twitter. They are 31st in points per game offensively. They are 31st in yards per game. They're 28th in rushing. They're 29th in yards per carry. They're 25th in passing yards per game. They're 32nd in time of possession. And they are 29th in pressures and drop back. I mean, the offense mm -hmm. is just all types of wrong. And it's almost a miracle that they are not like yeah. two and six. The Fire Matt Canada, the offense coordinator, chance started the hockey game last <laughs> night, I guess. 
they had a 190 yards of offense until the last drive of the game yeah. when they got 70 yards out of nowhere. They are. It, I that was my Super Bowl pick, and gosh, do I regret that. I guess I didn't take into account that Matt Canada was so bad. This is not a personnel issue. This is a coaching. Watch their play calling. It's as uncreative as you can possibly be. But Mike Tomlin's loyal. Is it too late to fire the offensive coordinator? What are you going to get in someone, you know, a Sean McVay type in week eight? Do they I think already have their bye? Uh, I got to double check that. Even with a bye, you can't hire. I've never heard of a team hiring a new offensive coordinator. And no, changing you got to elevate offense. somebody. Even so, or just change the play calls. Just do something completely different. Because this is not sustainable. You can definitely fire your offensive coordinator. You I can mean, fire him, but right. Teams do it all the time in the, in the season. Yeah, but I don't think there's – you can't bring in someone from outside to fix it. Can you? Uh, sorry, the Steelers' bye was week six. I thought they already had their bye. So that might be what would have been the time to fire your offensive coordinator and give the new guy a chance to come in and, you know, get settled. Not into the organization, but elevated. And it's not like – listen, I the Jags uh, a 4-0 and on the road this year – not bad, but this is a Jags defense that had allowed 24, 20, 20, and 37 points in four of their last five games. It's not like you can't score on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just didn't score because their offense is so atrocious. That was a hard watch. I don't know if it was the weather. It was 9-3 at half. It should have been 9-6 if it yeah. wasn't for that, Bradley. That was a really tough game. Jags, they're look, you know, credit the Jags for w- winning these games. I think the old Jags might have found a way to blow that game. Kenny Pickett was healthy. I'm curious if the Steelers would have hung around and won that game. I got a sense. Trubisky was supposed to be a, a high-end backup. He got an $11 million two-year contract, and he just is not playing like that at all. No. Let's go to the phones, 855-2124-CBS. And for the Steelers fans, sorry, one last thing. You can complain about the officiating and you would have a right to this was a rookie officiating crew yesterday they clearly have a lot of growing pains however what's the state of your team if you've got to complain about the refs and that's all you have by the way the Jags got more penalties than the Steelers did and these are all everything you said was in the first half too I'm not sure that that was an officiating game but like what does it say about you when you have to point to the officiating. Wow, Deontay Johnson has never said the right thing or done the right he, thing. But he's a good player. Ooh. I know he had the big drop in the first half, but he's a number one receiver. Number one, no. He's good, man. He is one of the worst receivers. He, I mean, he must be the all-time drop king. He, <laughs> he's he single-handedly ended king. Ben Roth. He, there's, he is the worst dropper in the NFL. He single-handedly ended Ben Roethlisberger's career with no, his drops. No, Ben Roethlisberger getting old single-handedly ended Ben Roethlisberger's career. Deontay Johnson's drops are unbelievable. Ask any ask Steelers fans if they think he's a number one receiver. Pickens is a number one receiver. Deontay Johnson is a drop machine. Okay, yesterday. Well, I don't want to just go to the box score yesterday because that was obviously a tough day where you only put up ten points of offense. If you're the Steelers, but in a different offense, I mean, he still had eight catches for eighty-five yards on fourteen targets. So I see what you're saying. George Pickens, wow. one reception, twenty-two yards. Do you remember the COVID year, the game against the Ravens, where he dropped four perfect bombs from Big Ben? He's got. He's always had drop problems. He was supposed to fix it this year. But now the offense is so bad, everybody stinks. You couldn't even tell. Uh, Mark's in Ohio. He's got a thought on what he saw in week eight. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Hey, you know that machine at the top of the Plinko game? That's the John. Oh, man. Just like <laughs> ping, 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 ping all the way down? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's all the Jaguars players trying to catch it up. <laughs> 
Oh, man. What else you got, Mark? Um, It's funny because the Steelers, they, they lose all the games that don't really matter. And it's like, so the Browns, they beat the 49ers, which might seem like a big game. But if they lose to everybody in their division. Oh, Mark, we I lost you. I to ask you is like, how much do you think that NFL teams or even just the players, like, they don't really get up for that, like the Cowboys versus 49ers because they know it doesn't really matter if they can manage to beat the Eagles twice. They're right on top of the division. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, Mark, and thank you for the phone call. Do you think teams kind of understand 17 games, a long season, really the ones that matter are the division games? I think it's more the out-of-conference games that teams mail in. I think you see a lot of funny results when you're playing out-of-conference, especially on the road. I don't know. When I think of the division games, to me, I think, oh, anybody can win this game. Your Bills, yeah. every time they play these inferior AFC East teams, it's an adventure. Yeah, and they have lost two of them already yeah. to the Jets and Jets the, Patriots. the Patriots. Right? Look at your Eagles yesterday. I mean, the Commanders always play your team tough. The Commanders are the Eagles kryptonite. Yeah, I, I feel like you almost throw out the divisional results because there's such a depth of knowledge of each other's team. Well, you saw it yesterday with Kansas City and with Denver. So it's been, yeah. I know Kansas yep. City, and we're going to talk more about Mahomes, and he was dealing with the flu. But this is now twice that they've played Denver in the last, what, three weeks? And they've been pretty tight, tight-ish yeah. games. I mean... Last year, Denver played them really, really well. Almost knocked them off when Denver was with Nathaniel Hackett as a coach. So, It yeah. was 19-8 uh, to was the first uh, game that yep. they played earlier this year that the Chiefs won. And then yesterday, they lost 24-9. to Had chances in that game to make it closer. But ultimately, Kansas City was just... Oof. That was ugly. Brutal five, offense yesterday. Five turnovers. Uh, Mahomes did make some unbelievable plays, of course. We all know what the problem was there. There was a certain person missing from the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, if Taylor's not going to go to Denver, you're going to hurt the bottom line. I said it last Friday. She is, she's on the team because the defense is playing well, but she's got to actually be there to inspire <laughs> the offense. There's, I, I guess there's just something about her being in attendance. I mean... Listen, Kelsey was still good. Yeah. Six for 58, did not score a touchdown, though. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, for Denver, did not want to accept that easy win. He tried. He tried to lose that game about five times. How he has any player gotten slower from earlier in his career? He rolls out and it's either a fumble or an inter- interception or incompletion every time. Was there like a third and two or a fourth and two? He just needed two yards. Like the old Russell Wilson, this is just not even a question. You can play action. He can roll out whatever you go, shotgun, whatever you want to do. Just get two yards. Could not do it. It looked like he was in quicksand. I know the exact play. It was so easy. It was right there in front of him. And he was spinning his legs as hard as he could, but it just didn't go anywhere. Uh, We will talk more about the Chiefs and that Broncos game. But again, speaking of teams that play each other tight in the division, you got one of those yesterday. We welcome in Andrew Bogus, who's got some headlines. Good morning. Good morning again. Uh, before yesterday's QB carnage, the Titans had already lost Ryan Tannehill to a high ankle sprain, and now maybe they've found their new QB. Play fake. Levis rolling to the right, looking, looking, firing deep downfield, going for Westbrook. Akine in the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Will Levis on his back? Gets to watch as he has just thrown his fourth touchdown pass of his NFL debut. 
Mike Keith on Titans Radio. Will Levis with those four touchdown passes in his debut, joining Marcus Mariota and Fran Tarkenton as the only other QBs to do that. I've been dreaming of this moment as a kid my entire life, even just to touch the field in the NFL game, let alone get a win. Um, is incredible. It was 28-23 over the Falcons, who finished the game with Taylor Heineke under center. Desmond Ritter reportedly checked for a concussion, cleared to return, but did not. The assumption in Minnesota is that Kirk Cousins tore his right Achilles in a 24-10 win at Lambeau. So much more impressive than that those shorthanded Vikings beat the Bills overnight as well. <laughs> Justin Herbert's <laughs> broken left middle finger, not an issue on Sunday Night Football. 298 yards and three scores in a 30-13 route of the Bears in L.A. Every week it's getting better. Um, you know, it worked out. Didn't have any issues with the glove falling off today. So, um, you know, whatever the trainers did, you know, I thought it worked out well today. What the trainers did was give him a perpetual middle finger, basically, on, <laughs> on that left hand. Uh, it was super it was. bizarre. And it, Sorry. It does remind me there was like a Seinfeld episode from many years ago where oh, yeah. George thinks that someone is giving the middle finger to him and Danny Tartable, <laughs> right. the former baseball player, and oh, then right. they chase him down for miles and miles and miles, and and it turns out the guy's in a cast that makes the middle finger stick up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, is that Danny Tartable? <laughs> and asks for a photo. I got to stop doing the Seinfeld references. I think it's yeah. hit like it's 35 years later. Well, I'll, I'll see myself out. It's also know. a bad audience. Like, I... I don't know enough of them to really. Yeah, I knew exactly. The second Maggie brought that up, I knew exactly. I remember the scene at a gas station. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm right with the you. The statue of limitation on Seinfeld, I think, is long. Yeah. I think I think you're still within within reason. Oh, and how, were you guys watching Friends clips this yeah. weekend? Yeah, yeah. How sad was that? So was sad. And yeah. I wasn't even a Friends watcher. You know who is? Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees, watches one episode of Friends before he goes to sleep every mm. single night chronologically starts with season one all the way to season 50 or however many seasons there were and then starts over again. But I was wow. watching some compilation mm. clips of, uh, of Chandler Bing, so Matthew Perry. That was sad. What shows are allowed? Are we allowed a reference from the nineties and the two thousands? Can we do Simpsons? I think the office Please. is, yeah, Simpsons is fine. I think the office is still in there. Cause I want to bring up, there was a great, uh, our friend, big cat at, uh, Barstool tweeted out the Abe Simpson walking into a strip club <laughs> and seeing Bart there and walking right out yeah. for <laughs> last night's Sunday night football game. That's exactly what I did. I come in, sit, sit <laughs> the the on the coat out. rack and then come back. <laughs> yeah. Out, put the the on the I'm like, rack. all right, this game is awful. And just walked away. <laughs> so the, it does it have to become a meme because South Park Simpsons, I would quote that all the time if I could. I, I think just think people don't guy. get it. I think you're family still good guy. with Family Guy. Uh, the but Office is definitely in play. I know. I feel like with a lot of The Office, though, it was just like the camera kind of slowly putting on Jim, <laughs> which you can't, it's not really quotable. I think, but, I think I think Game of Thrones is always is always still up for... Still. Yeah, that's though. actually been a little while, too, now. These yeah. shows fade quickly. How about when Kevin drops a chili in Office? That's... <laughs> That, I know, but it's anybody, a visual. Anybody, yeah, but you can mention it. Everyone knows that scene. So No, I think the most quotable office is still you miss 100% of the shots you don't take Wayne Gretzky and Michael Scott. <laughs> well, yeah. That, you also got the, uh, you know, well, 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 how the turntables have. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. I think if you mention Scott's tots, people know yeah, what you're talking about, right? <laughs> So, but then again, maybe young people have no idea. They've, they probably haven't even seen The Office. It feels like if you're young you completely judge anything that was more than three years ago. <laughs> Probably. There's nothing quotable anymore because we're not all watching the same stuff except exactly. for football. 
Exactly. Except everybody in the and world has watched Friends, though. Yeah. That's such an international show. So, yeah, it was it, that was really sad, too, because he, I read part of his book. It was super fun. I was in the bookstore. Matthew Perry came out with a biography yeah. recently. Obviously struggled a lot in his life, but I feel like he was on the uptick. Things were going well. That's why this was a tough weekend. Very sad. Uh, back to headlines. Uh, Bryce Young has his first win, 15-13 over the Texans. Eddie Pinheiro, 23-yard game-ending field goal with Young leading a 15-play, 86-yard drive to make that happen for the Panthers. The Jaguar win streak is five after a 2010 win in Pittsburgh. The Steelers also losing QB Kenny Pickett to a rib injury and Minka Fitzpatrick to a hamstring. And the Eagles again had extra trouble with the Commanders, winning 38-31 on the road. Washington led 14-13 and 24-17. Jalen Hurts did throw four touchdowns but limped again on that left knee. Also, Perloff was the one, by the way, who did not want the team to trade for A.J. Brown. I just want the record to reflect <laughs> that. You don't even appreciate this guy. Anyone uh, else would love to have him. You're like, I don't know. He's kind of like a system guy. Uh, Wide they, receiver's new running back. Yeah, I'm so glad you keep bringing that up. <laughs> Thank won, you. Thanks, Mac. Yeah, He won my over bet for me. It was like the first half. I appreciate it more than you. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Jalen Hurst looked pretty good yesterday, except for the limping. Man, is he unbelievably accurate. MVP again. Get him back in the MVP race. Done. Uh, Chris Paul started the first 1,365 NBA games, including the postseason, and then came off the Warrior bench yesterday in Houston. It's definitely different, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. You know, and so for me, um, the warm-up is different, you know, Um a lot of it was, but once you get out there playing in the game, now is 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 hooping. Paul scored eight points, seven assists, twenty-two minutes in a one hundred six ninety-five win. He's now a sub because Draymond Green returned from his sprained ankle to make his season debut. Four points, five boards, and five assists for him in twenty-one minutes. LeBron and the Lakers losing in OT in Sacramento, one thirty-two, one twenty-seven on the twentieth anniversary of LeBron's NBA debut, which also came in Sacramento. And the Clippers steamrolled the Spurs, one twenty-three, eighty-three. Victor Webinyama, eleven points, five turnovers in his first road game. Hockey last night outside the Heritage Classic in Edmonton. The Oilers snapping their four-game skid 5-2 over the Flames. Sporting KC beginning its best of three with top-seeded St. Louis City with a 4-1 road win. East number one FC Cincinnati took its opener with the New York Red Bulls 3-zip and Max Verstappen broke the record he set last season with his 16th win of this F1 season at the Mexico City Grand Prix. 51 career wins, ties Verstappen for fourth all time. Guys, back to you. Bogish, thank you. Really appreciate that. We have so much more to get to, including a very uncharacteristic day from one of the absolute best. We've got that. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Off straight ahead. Today, today's Monday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The Lions are on the rebound track as they return home to host the Raiders. Detroit, the same Raiders that Maggie said, how can anybody lose to this team? Detroit experienced their worst loss <laughs> of the know. season Week 7. A 38-6 dismantling at Baltimore. Jared Goff and company are 7.5-point favorites on FanDuel. Gosh, I... I hope tonight is a good game because last night was not super entertaining. No. I'm really kind of into the Lions. They have a great chance in the NFC. They got to take care of business here. But, you know, the Raiders are as unpredictable team as you get. Well, Jimmy G comes back. Right. So I don't know what that means, but you have the Lions coming off of this terrible, like humbling performance last yep. week against the Ravens. So now they get to go home and Let's see what they're made of. Maybe it's good for them to have a wake-up call. They're busy reading their own headlines. Baltimore's obviously a very good team. The Raiders are not. No, they're not a good team. They're not a well-coached team. They have talent. They're top-heavy, but they're not a good team. Um, I have the Lions, and I laid the eight points on this one. That was before I knew Jimmy G came back. Ooh. Whoops. No, you're fine. Feeling a little a little nervous about that. Uh, Detroit um, at home, I think. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I imagine that they're much better. I think Amon Ross St. Brown, St. Brown is questionable for this game, right? We'll get you all the latest in just moments. Uh, okay, we've got a new game we want to play called Do the Numbers Tell the Story? EJ is going to give us a stat. We'll tell you whether or not this was the story or not the story. Hey, EJ. Hey guys, so let's start in Denver where Patrick Mahomes struggled for much of the afternoon as the Broncos snapped a 12-game losing streak to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, Pat Mahomes, no picks, two interceptions. Do the numbers tell the story? No touchdowns, two interceptions. Sorry, no touchdowns, two (laughs) interceptions, my bad. Uh, Does that tell the story? Yes, it does tell the story. I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the flu, I think they probably win this game. So I'm going to say Mahomes being sick was the story. Yeah, I'm not sure how you count that. It doesn't tell the story in the sense that you're going to look at those numbers in two years and say, what happened to Mahomes in this game? You have to know that he wasn't sharp and he wasn't sick. Also, those fumbles killed them as well. Actually, there were plays that Mahomes was making where you saw 70% of the Mahomes play, then he just couldn't finish it. So... I think the next question is, is this Patrick Mahomes moving forward? We both agree no. 
No, this is Patrick Holmes sick. I was trying to think of what's the last thing you've done with the flu? Gosh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't usually get the flu, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. Famous last words. All right. What's the next stat, EJ? Okay, so let's go to the slop fest that was at MetLife Stadium. Zach Wilson leads the Jets to a game-time field goal going 58 yards in just four plays and 20 seconds. Do the numbers tell the story? <laughs> oh, EJ, we know you want them to tell the story. Jets fan that you are. This does not tell the story. Every quarterback, if you're in this league, even as a backup, you could have a moment. You have a moment. That was a moment for Zach Wilson. That does not tell the story. He has moments, but he's never able to put anything together. That game just was atrocious. It wasn't even so bad. It was good. Like, it was just bad, bad. 24 punts, 17 of them were on three and outs, Perla. You know, it's funny. With bad quarterbacks like this, they are better in a two-minute drill when they don't have time to think. And I think that, you know, the Jets should do more of this, but you know they're not going to do this because they don't want to hurry up the clock at all. But I've seen terrible quarterbacks go in this two-minute drive, and that's what Zach Wilson did. Sorry, did he actually down the ball with zero with one second left? Because I saw our buddy Boomer Siason said, no, the offense wasn't set. Should they have ended the game there, or was that a legal play? With one second left, he spiked the ball, and they got to kick the field goal. The field goal I was very it, dubious it Apparently, yeah. the official did come in and touch it. So exactly. this was not like the Cowboys 49ers uh, from a couple years ago. Right? Cowboys 49. Yeah. This, this is Boomer Esiason. <laughs> this was different. The official did touch the ball. Okay. because I, I saw a lot of people saying that the official didn't really set the play the way he was supposed to. So, you guys, everyone's saying it's on the up and up. I, I haven't followed that. I thought it was. Clip. I mean, I know that the question is, you know, the, the, the question about whether the ref has to center the ball or, or put the ball is not really the question. Again, he has to touch the ball, which yeah. he did. Oh, that's he the rule? He signed so, off on it. Yeah, he touched he the ball, and then he got out the way. So, at that point, you can snap it. Yeah, he didn't He didn't place the ball, but no. he touched the ball. Man. Is that that's what it comes down to for the Jets and Giants? I mean, it was just rough. Rough game, and the big loss for the Giants in the loss column. I, I'd be kind of psyched if I'm a Giants fan because now it's clear. Uh, I, I don't care if you have Daniel Jones for two years, eighty million dollars. You are drafting a quarterback. I'm going to come force you to draft a and quarterback. Beyond that, you're also thinking now trade deadline. I mean, you have some pieces, definitely in Saquon Barkley, that could be someone, a piece that somebody would want. And we're back on that again. Back. Trading Saquon Barkley. I feel like that was the whole off season. Uh, there was a headline on Sunday morning that they're not going to trade Saquon Barkley, and now can it be back in play? Should be. Next step, please. Okay, so let's go to another young quarterback. Will Levis throws for four touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons, earning his first win as a pro quarterback. Do the four touchdowns from Will Levis tell the story? Absolutely not, in the sense that he's never going to throw four touchdowns like this again (laughs) in the rest of his 15-year NFL career. Oh, no. That's nice. You gave him a long career. Nobody nobody throws four bombs like, well, three bombs like Will Levis threw yesterday out of nowhere. First of all, they're going to get his tendency, so he's going to come back down to earth statistically, just like Tyson Badgett did last night. But it's not even that. He was on his back foot and somehow just launched a perfectly accurate 50-yard pass. Nobody does this. It can't be true. What happened yesterday with Will Levis, those numbers cannot be accurate. Listen, DeAndre Hopkins is known as a 50-50 guy. <laughs> that's that's his thing, and he caught a couple of them yesterday. He had the three touchdowns of at least 50 yards each. Just dynamite. This is what eating a banana with the peel on does for you, apparently. If he Gives throws, you that kind of strength. Also, also mayo in the coffee. Don't mayo in the coffee. He's a human compost bin. He's not throwing three 50-yard touchdowns the rest of the season. And I'm not even saying I like Will Levis. I mean, a Penn State kid, uh, totally in my Kentucky, wheelhouse. Then. 
Well, he was at Penn State, and then he went to Kentucky. I, I'm totally cool with Will Levis. He's not going to do this again. There's going to be all right. That's the bet. I bet you he doesn't throw three more 50-yard touches. There's no way I'm taking that bet. <laughs> no <laughs> shot. All right, our last stat is what? Okay, so let's go to the game we've been talking about much of this morning: the Bengals 49ers. The 49ers allowed 400 total yards of offense to the Cincinnati Bengals. Do the numbers tell the story on the 49ers defense allowing 400 total yards? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they, and, and who they allow it to is Joe Burrow sliced and diced them. And last week, Kirk Cousins did the same thing. And add on the loss to Cleveland a week before just for good measure. And this is this is time to look yourselves in the mirror. For that defense, it's like you're not the scary defense that you used to be. Like this, a month ago. <laughs> this is not a good excuse, but they need a lead to be scary. You need to force the other team into passing situations so Nick Bosa and all those guys can just pin their ears back. So that, they need a couple of things. They need to fix their run game. So they need Trent Williams back, and they need Debo Samuel back. The offense will be able to control the ball. You're not going to have to have Brock Purdy throwing for 400 yards. So I think it's complimentary football. will help the Niners' defense get back. I know that is not the excuse you expect, but I think once they start running the ball more effectively, the defense will be out there all the time, and they're going to be able to pass rushes, which is what they do very, very well. Okay, and... Those are the numbers tell the story. Here's why I don't want to give the 49ers a pass on this is because other teams are missing players and you have to still try to find a way to win. And on the defensive side, they're not missing guys. They're missing your left tackle. You're missing one of your weapons. What's the one thing we said of the 49ers? They've got so many weapons. You can actually afford to lose a guy here and there. And, you know, lots of teams have to deal with offensive line injuries. If your quarterback is as good as people think and your offense is as good as people think, you can make up for that. First of all, it's a seventh-round pick that they're paying $1 million a year. Or, no, $800,000 a year. I don't want to hear that when he was MVP conversation. We, we were not allowed to talk about his and draft, not, uh, where he was drafted anymore, I thought. Nobody's losing a lineman like Trent Williams. He's the single most talented left tackle in the entire NFL. So that's, I think you're underestimating that. And I think you're underestimating Debo and his effect on moving the sticks and keeping the ball on the offensive side of the ball. All that being said, Brock Purdy made some incredible plays last night. I, I I never the one where he scrambled out and found went against the grain and found George Kittle. I had no idea he was capable of that play. The dude threw for, for so three. That, that play is picked off like ninety nine percent of the time. That was not the pro, if you're taking process over results. That yeah. was not a good throw. Brock Purdy threw for three hundred sixty five yards against a Lou Anarumo defense. I, I mean. That is plenty. That's plenty from their quarterback. They should be winning games if Brock Purdy plays that well. I know the turnovers are bad, but two they picks did not. In the second half. This is he's had basically career highs in passing the last two weeks. He's really been moving the ball. You don't need to have Patrick Mahomes to win with this San Francisco uh, offense. I think that they're going to fix all this. I think they're going to get back to running. I read that the key adjustment was teams are putting five guys on the defensive line to stop McCaffrey. That is a problem. Uh, basically, teams woke up and said, "You know what? This Christian McCaffrey guy is hurting us a lot. We should uh, <laughs> we should maybe focus on that." And that's why Purdy's throwing for so many yards. We'll see. Shanahan's a good coach. I trust the Niners. Coming up, the biggest thing that we got wrong from the weekend. We're not uh, afraid to admit it. We blew it yesterday. We'll tell you how. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.